Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. So it's different, as you know, that with equity comes class. Please welcome the new <laughs> Welcome, Robert. Thanks for the warm welcome, Teach. It's lit, no cap. Take a seat. Wow. Out the house, send the mothers back to work. Let the school system parent your children right from the birth. Make a meal, feed them pills. Confuse them about what's real. Tell them facts don't really matter. It's all about how you feel. Science and math the races. History lets erase it. Indoctrinate a whole generation. You can't escape it. It's bigger than American politics. You're an accomplice. White people, racist and bigots, and you're a colonist. If you want freedom, we'll encourage to do the opposite. It's toxic masculinity. If a man is too confident, excuse me, what's a woman? Well, I am not a biologist. Common sense is really not coming when you're a communist. Parents that care about their kids, let's call them terrorists. It's cool to be a feminist in an environment. Listen, if you love the country, that makes you a white supremacist. Don't even try to fit in it, cause what you say is irrelevant. Put your hands up, everybody stand up. The whole world going mad, bruh. Two plus two equal five. You a racist if you don't think that adds up. Better not be in here telling these children that men can't get pregnant. Of course not, Mr. Smith. And did you tell all the white children that they are racist? And colonizers and bigots, yes. Very good. Go and put your hands up, everybody stand up. The whole world going mad, bruh. Two plus two equal five. You a homophobe if you don't think that adds up. Don't have children. If you do, then abort them. If your neighbors don't comply with the government, then report them. If you have independent thoughts, then just ignore them. Communism's the way democracy is too boring. Bring your kids to a drag show. Give them a couple dollars to put right up in their asshole. Don't worry about the Epstein flight laws. The case is closed, so don't even go and ask, bro. Trust the WA show and CDC. None of our politicians work for the CCP. White kids are born racist. If you disagree, that makes you a damn racist. Study CRT. In today's lesson, men can get pregnant. Put your hands down. No more questions. Don't say pedophile just say ALA adults that like adolescents put your hands up everybody stand up the whole world going mad bruh two plus two equal five you a racist if you don't think that add up go and put your hands up everybody stand up the whole world going mad bruh two plus two equal five you a homophobe if you don't think that adds up we want to drive the whole world crazy brainwash kids from the top
watching my brand new music video two plus. There you go. Was, uh, that was epic, man. That was hilarious, man. I feel physically ill. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I enjoyed watching uh, 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 Robert Malone on there. It was, it was hilarious. Yeah, just so it's lit. It, teach no cap. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I actually, if you go over to Substack and uh, jump on. Uh, I think it's under, I'll put the link up, R. Malone. Uh, he sends a like two or three email blasts out a day. Um, and they're funny. Like a lot of them are memes um, mm-hmm. that that he collects through the course of the week. Uh, this one was the rap video that came in. So it, it, he sends fun stuff out, which I never knew you know, about him, that he was he's a funny guy too. So. Oh, dude, he, yeah, he definitely has a sense of humor. For real. Yeah, yeah, yep. Absolutely. Folks, with that being said, we have Velas with us, who is not supposed to be on with us, but he's here anyway. Because he loves us and he misses us. Isn't that sweet? I do. It's like an addiction. It is. It is. <laughs> it's CJ. We're so sweet. You might get diabetes. You know. You this might. is uh, this is free form Friday. Speaking of January sixth, if I might weigh in, uh, I caught Mike. On January sixth. <laughs> oh God, that's right. Business um, day. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, Mike Moore on his on his program this morning made a comment I thought was funny, where he, the typical of kind of Mike's cranky way of looking at stuff. Uh, he was talking to his guest and he said, "I want to go down to the prisons where the January sixth inmates are and tell them ten votes and no luck on a speaker for the House of Representatives." The FBI states they talk to a lot of companies, not just Twitter, about doing their bidding. It's no big deal. This is oh the system God. you were risking prison to protect. <laughs> Oh my God! I mean, I it's wish so I wish the people who got dragged into court on this no no harm and no ill, but but yeah, I mean, it's like, well, we're gonna go to Washington and change things. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, because no, I know the people in Langley, and they're not gonna let you change anything. <laughs> the last guy that tried that, I think it was November of '63. He was in Dallas. <laughs> it didn't oh, work oh. out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, one thing is for certain is that there's a lot of people that don't understand, you know, what's happening uh, there right now. The the inner turmoil, because you have people like Trump that are saying just pass, just get McCarthy on board. Uh, People are, you know, really struggling to understand. You have Fox News that are like, you know, drilling down on these, I believe, like five to ten really outspoken people who are like, you know, we're not we're not doing the status quo. We're we're doing what the, uh, the the radicals on the left should have forced their party to do. Now, granted, again, it's in the wrong direction. But let's keep in mind, we are speaking about probably the third most powerful position within Washington, D.C. And the, and the Speaker of the House. And, and, and most people don't. And there's been a couple of really good videos that break down what the root cause is. Um, I'll try to bring this up real quick. Uh, Glenn Beck actually uh, interviewed. Uh, to, to, to for them to explain, you know, why why are you going through this this huge battle right now? Uh, what, what's the underlying tone? And, and primarily it's because they're not happy that most of the bills that are written are, are formed in committee. And mm-hmm. that's fine that they're written in committee, but yet they move straight from committee directly to House votes. There's no floor debates. Um, there's nothing that Correct. takes place. And they and they want to change those procedures. They're like, no, we don't want a straight vote we we want to be able to openly debate the the what's written in committee let's let's get it out in front of public let's not do it behind closed doors so there's very legitimate reasons of why they're wanting to, to change this and as i mentioned yesterday in yesterday's podcast they're not wanting this the gop 
and the Dems are not wanting this. They can't afford right now uh, to have friction on the massive amount of spending programs um, that they're they're pushing forward. Uh, so let me let me bring this up real quick. I probably watched way too many videos between uh, yesterday and today, but I can probably find it pretty darn. It's quickly. it's a it's a very good point, CJ uh, and and. Here. My, my okay. comments are, are not meant that like, you know, the speaker should have just been voted directly in because I don't I don't want him. I don't want him in there. But, yeah, the, the this is the topic you just raised has been picked up by a couple of people that that they're they're pushing back to try and get agreement or a concession that we're not voting on anything unless it's been read, period. And if you submit a really large bill, then it's going to take us a while because we have to read it. Well, this is very healthy for our republic. This this open uh, debate in regards to what's happening is 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 very healthy, um, and and everyone needs to understand that. We should support be supporting uh, these legislatures that are are really pushing back against the establishment. But this this is probably the best video that I've watched that really kind of explains it. So we can we can just play this for for a few minutes if that's cool. Chip Roy is uh, with us. Talk to us about the battle for the Speaker of the House. Uh, hello, Chip. How are you? Glenn, I'm doing well. Um, we're uh, uh, engaged in yet another series of meetings this morning. We were here till midnight last night at the Capitol, and we're going to continue to fight for the people that uh, sent us here to fight for them. Well, A, I appreciate that, and I hope that uh, America responds. I, I, I think the Carl Roves of the world are thinking that People like you are going to get a lot of calls and deluged, deluged at uh, your office today saying, don't you dare you go with Speaker McCarthy. I think the other is going to happen because I'm I'm done, Chip. I'm done when the when the Senate passed the omnibus bill. I was done. If you guys don't have the freedom to investigate and the teeth and the backbone to actually do things. In the interest of all Americans, why did we vote for any Republicans? Well, Glenn, that's the question. That is the central question. People have been asking, like, what's the message? And I tried to deliver a message on the floor of the House last night that what we're fighting for are the tools and the leadership necessary to stop the swamp from rolling over the average American who are sick and tired of seeing this town undermine their freedom, spend money we don't have, and continue to violate uh, every promise they've ever made in the campaign. I'm going to come up and I'm going to cut spending. We're going to balance the budget. Correct. We're going to secure the border. Bull, you saw what happened unfold with that ridiculous $1.7 trillion bill. There was no real significant pushback from the House leadership when Mitch McConnell stuck it to the American people, made it impossible for us to secure the border, took away our leverage, and did it so that the current D.C. establishment could get what they wanted in terms of a big spending bill for the defense complex and to jam through something that the American people didn't want. That's what we have to stop, Glenn. Okay, so and that's what this is about. So I am with you. So now, it will will those of you who are uh, mounting this battle, is there a compromise McCarthy could make? So I would have told you. Um, 48 hours ago, the thing answer to that question was yes. The problem is, is there is a growing group of hardcore no votes against Kevin because of the way things unfolded yesterday at the Republican conference meeting in which Mike Rogers stood up and threatened members from losing their committees 
And when uh, lies were being told about what was uh, behind the motives of members seeking, quote, petty personal uh, privileges and being on certain committees, which was a total lie because members offered in good faith. All right. Put me on the appropriations committee. I don't want to be in the appropriations committee, but I'll do it. Right. Or put me on the rules committee. That was me. I said, sure, put my name on the rules committee as someone who would do it, even though I don't want to fly away from my home and miss my family on Sunday night and fly up here to be here on Monday mornings to set the rules. And the rules committee is the funnel through which all things get to the floor. The fight in 1923, when there were nine rounds of votes for the speaker, the culmination of that was a complete change of the rules committee because it's so powerful. It's a secret committee kind of that nobody knows about that just sits there and decides what bills get to the floor, what's in them and what it looks like. Mm. So we had a debate about that. And then people lied about it. So now you got a bunch of members that are saying, you know what? I can't trust them. I'm not going to be able to vote for the guy. Now, that being said, Glenn, literally the conversations I had till midnight last night and this morning is trying to work in good faith on how to change the institution. I, speaking for myself, would there be a path for me to get there. But the path for me requires us to be able to control the ability of uh, the control of the legislation that gets to the floor and stop something like that omnibus bill in December. So hang on just a second. May I I just break this down for idiots like me? Uh, I think what you're saying is because I was stunned when I saw you all sitting in the chamber yesterday. I'm like, wow, I haven't seen that since turn of the century. Um, You're the problem is all of these bills are being done behind closed doors by just a small group and then it's brought to the floor, not for discussion, but for a vote. Yes or no. And you Correct. want that to stop, right? Correct. Yeah. And okay. we made progress. And look, and Glenn, this is important. The progress we've made over the last 60 days to get rules is not because Kevin was standing up trying to figure out, oh, I've got these great ideas on how to make the place better. It was because some of us, five in particular publicly, that were nose said they weren't going to support Kevin. And then another seven of us signed a letter saying, here are the kinds of things we want to see change. That forced the conversation to get changed. Now these guys are running around saying, well, we gave you everything you want. No, you didn't. You gave us some things that will be an improvement, but you didn't give us the key things, which is what is necessary to stop big bills that the defense world and the liberals among Democrats jam through. Remember and consider. Kevin voted in the minority with more Democrats than Republicans on multiple bills over the last decade. Since he has been a Republican leadership, the debt has gone from 11 trillion to 32 trillion. He voted, for example, for good Latin. You don't need to talk. Right. I am not for right. I mean, I, and I get we can pause it there. And, and the underlining message at the end of this is that this is why we never get term limits. You know how every person that runs for House and Senate, you know, promises you know, the same thing. We're going to get term limits passed this year. We're going to do term limits because the House right. Speaker won't allow it. Both both Republican and Democrats, every time the uh, legislature tries to move forward to, to put on the table an actual bill to reduce, to do term limits, they won't, they won't call it for vote. They refuse to hear it. You guys go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, this is, this is the, this is the problem, you know, and, and the corruption is legalized. And, you know, here we are where there's a huge swath of people that think we live in some sort of a democracy or a republic. This is this is an oligarchy and it's disgusting to see how this is this is run. Uh, Velas, your opinion. Yeah, I, I uh, equally like the term kleptocracy. Um, yeah. 
it's I, I made a comment on a pro, now there's there's light at the end of the tunnel so bear with me um the, it, it goes to some of the comments i've made on prior shows where i said you know from from my background and in, in both at a research level and actually being in countries in south america when i look at what is going on in the united states the model the patterns the way things so in many cases i mean i was joking about it on today's program but Mike Moore's comment this morning about the FBI just kind of shrugging and saying, we influence anybody that we have power over. What's the big deal? It's like, you're not even, you're not even trying to lie anymore. <laughs> you're just, the fact you're just... you're so brazen about it, man. You know, the well, fact... but they've, as I also said on another show, you know, when, when you asked me V on a prior show about, about kind of where does this go? Um, you know, whether global elites or elites inside, uh, you know, very, very powerful countries, uh, unfortunately, not, not smaller ones necessarily, but in countries like the United States or Britain or France or Germany, the list goes on. Um, the elites are so disconnected from, and I don't just mean the opinion of the average person because their attitude is we're billionaires. What the hell do we care about you? And it's like, well, we start shutting off the power and cutting off your food. And I'll, I'll show you how fast uh, we matter. Uh, it's the line from Fight Club. But, you know, the the thing that's lost in the noise here is is actually is is what CJ brought up at the at the opening is this vote is not about him per se that's part of it but it's what's going on with these concessions you know uh, what what are people asking for relative to these concessions I mean you know we go back to my other favorite politician. Uh, who was admittedly criminal, but but he was criminal in an old school way. Um, Mr. Haircut from uh, Northeast Ohio, uh, yes, Jimmy Trafficant. Yes, yes. Um, mm. You know, if you listen, folks, if you grab a cup of coffee and you got a minute and you go on YouTube and you listen to what Jim Trafficant said, I mean, talk about being blunt. When they sent him to prison, his response. He was, he was, but his comment to the assembled house when they were going to indict him was, I'll admit to any, I mean, he said this out loud. It's on C-SPAN. I'll admit to any crime I've actually committed, but this I didn't do. It's like, there's so much other shit you could nail me for. And this is what you had to come up with. But why? What was, what did I, I mentioned on a prior show, folks, that was so critical about Jim Trafficant that goes kind of the heart of what CJ's talking about. Jim did one thing, one major thing while, while uh, Bill Clinton was in office. And Jim, Jim was a registered Democrat. He kind of had to be given his district. But what did they do? They forced the Treasury Department to have to go to court with proof of why they were seizing property in property seizure cases, whether at a federal level or a state level, or else it wouldn't be legal. And so seizures of people's property, which, of course, there's a fan of the show who's very big about property when it comes to the law and other factors of the law. But uh, the, the total number of government seizures dropped by something like 85% because mm. trafficant got a rule passed that said – you guys can't just, I mean, for instance, folks, we know in certain metropolitan areas of the United States, there, there is a pattern of behavior where we have certain law enforcement organizations where, because of state laws, they, they seize your stuff, they sell it, or they make use of it, and then if a court proves that they had no right to seize your property, they're under no obligation to pay you or give it back. And that's essentially what the federal government was doing with all these seizures. Treasury was just becoming a real estate agent. They were out there seizing homes and everything else under bankruptcy laws and everything else. Traffic can't put a stop to just that one 
thing. Mm-hmm. So now consider what CJ's talking about. If they're successful in forcing bills to have to actually be read, I remember in the old days that if, uh, and you know, it's, it's uh, and this is where I agree completely with Bill, um, if you know the rules of the system, this is where uh, Robert Byrd from West Virginia, Robert Byrd knew every damn rule there was in the House and the Senate. And whether he was right or wrong isn't really the issue. He did a lot of bad stuff in his life, but he was grand grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> but, but, but Robert Byrd could tie up the government at will because he would reference some rule, and they can't not follow the rules because they're all lawyers, or as V is fond of saying, lawyers. Lawyers. Um, so Bird could tie up the whole government if he wanted to. Now, it, it also begs the question, Robert, why didn't you use your powers for good more frequently than you did? But it's kind of the same thing here. By forcing the fact that they have to read these bills before they're voted on and making it an issue of compliance is, is a serious, serious uh, impediment to people that just want to run money out of the national treasury like it's an ATM machine. It also goes to the famous uh, French philosopher, one of what's known as the philosophes of the Enlightenment, uh, Rene Descartes, uh, 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 not only a talk about people of that era, he was one of the world's foremost mathematicians, number of math theories he came up with, and I'm not a math person and I'm not good at math, but I had to learn some of his theories. And the guy had a mind like a steel trap, but he also was a, a, a philosopher. And Descartes said two things about the United States that are probably the two biggest things you should ever remember about about this French philosopher. Number one, why is America good? America is good because she is good in her churches. He was not sponsoring state religion. He was sponsoring the importance of faith to provide people boundaries. This isn't about belief in the institution of a particular religion. It was about an understanding of the divine and having some moral restraint behind people's behaviors in society. The other thing that Descartes said was, when the American people realize they can vote themselves money out of the national treasury, it will be the death of the republic because it was the one major error, if you will, in our constitution, which is a marvelous and amazing document. Um, but there there were some errors made. and how I mean, it's easy to say that several hundred years later. But Descartes Descartes picked up on that very early on, that if people realize that if you want to, you can, in the name of the public, through that, and that's what he really meant, in the name of the public, the House of Representatives can vote itself money out of the national treasury. Well, shit, we've been doing this since, since Reagan's administration, and I loved Reagan, but yeah. we were in a bind, we were running up debt. What did we do? We, the Democrats and Republicans, got together and said, you know what? We need a source of income. What do we got lying around here other than perhaps Fort Knox that we have that's got some money in it? Oh, the Social Security Trust Fund. So we raided the trust fund. And Ron Paul brings this, brings this up frequently. We raided the trust fund for several years to balance the budget because we kept running these massive deficits. And, of course, we ran out of money. And as I've said on prior shows, it's one of the reasons why our entitlement system beyond the way it was designed, but one of the other reasons why the entitlement system of the United States is in such dire trouble right now is ever-increasing population, ever-increasing financial obligations, and we liquidated the money that we had. We were investing the money. That's the worst part of this. Unlike other things the government does where they just stick money in a bank account, they had a whole investment portfolio of those monies for the Social Security Trust Fund to make sure that we could keep those funds available 
and they went. They they basically blew it on. Uh, they bet they bet on all red uh, on roulette in Vegas, and it didn't work out. So now we're stuck with what we've got. But yeah, it's it's very important to monitor what's going on. CJ has really nailed this. That. Uh, there's a lot of noise, as there always is, from both sides. And you better believe the noise is going to get louder and more confusing because they have to prevent, very powerful people have to prevent this from happening. The other thing they want to do is, uh, that's lost in the weeds here, is they want to make sure that every bill is posted for public review before they vote on it, not after. Because I don't need to tell all of you, there's a lot of people in this world with a lot of time on their hands who would be more than willing to read those documents or even use some software tools to go through there and pick out certain keywords or whatever. And it will allow those interested parties to be able to put pressure on government to say, holy shit, I just saw a line item for $500 million for chinchilla research. Is that really necessary? (laughs) My favorite is the... uh Two hundred thousand dollars to research whether you can do a Thanos snap with uh, wearing a while wearing a metal glove. Yes. Yeah. That's, 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 and, that's yeah. And, and those things always come out like after the bills passed, right? Like you know what well, Nancy you know, always says. We says to, we got, we, you know, right. Pelosi says that we have to pass it, CJ, in order to find to out see what's in it. So, yeah. So you know, to me, one of the fundamental problems is, is is understanding is that when you look at all the political pundits, when you look at the mainstream media. And this is what's happened too long in our country is that l- literally these legacy systems are putting party over country. They're more happy celebrating the victory of the party versus the American people. And that's why you have Fox News, for example. Almost every person on Fox News is going after these five people for doing this, every, every one of them. And, and I want to go back to recent history to say a perfect example of this is when, you know, and everyone here knows that I'm not a Trump fan. Everyone knows this. But imagine for a moment when Trump took office, having the majority in the House and Senate, if he would have had a strong, strong speaker of the House, someone to really change the course that that would have delivered on what Trump Trump promised to go to Washington, D.C. That didn't happen. What happened instead? You had Paul Ryan that was elected speaker of the House. Why? Because, you know, he's next in line. You know, we you know. We got to play by the rules. He was next in line, so therefore he he gets he gets the nod for it. And what he what did he do effectively as as a speaker of the house? Nothing. Empty promises. He, it's why he left completely out of politics because I think in part was because he knew that basically he gave up the house. He wasn't going to deliver on anything of the vision of of Trump and his promises to the American people. He was there basically just to to run things. And and this is why this vote's just so important. Uh, but I just, again, just, you know, I think everyone tuning into this podcast, the best thing you can do right now is to take time to either email or call uh, these top five the rebels or whatever you want to call them and, and vouch support and tell them not to cave. Don't cave into the pressure that you're getting right now from all these political pundits, from right. Fox News. We need to show support for them to say, don't cave. Don't give in. Don't do what the Democrats did with AOC and all them when they folded and didn't deliver on any. And again, I'm not agreeing with progressive politics like they wanted, but they caved, they caved and hence Nancy Pelosi was there. The, 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 the GOP is facing the same thing. And I just want to play a couple of just, you know, a couple of these couple minutes and you guys will see what I'm talking about, how Fox news is not American. They're more GOP than American. So, so here we go. He's voted 11 times for candidates other than, McCarthy. Congressman, great to see you tonight. 
Um, I love seeing you, by the way, with Congresswoman Jayapal. What were you talking about there? I love seeing that video. Any, any scoop you can give us? That was funny. Well, my, I'm like, what, the, what are they talking about? Uh, my conversations with Democrats have largely been about making sure that they don't leave the floor for dinner or fundraisers or whatnot. We need them to stay there so that the denominator in the equation on the election of a speaker allows us to have leverage to push for many of the things we've been discussing on the budget, on term limits, uh, on the really the order of the House of Representatives. So committee assignments and chairmanships aren't bought and sold based on who's able to redistribute the most lobbyist money, while the American people are often left behind in a corrupt, broken system in Congress. Yeah, I think that your point about um, you know, rushing off to events with consultants or fundraisers is important. Um, I saw there was a fundraising email sent out by Andy Biggs, who's one of the other individuals, of course, opposing McCarthy. And he sent a fundraiser out as the action was happening on the floor, saying, we block Kevin McCarthy from becoming Speaker of the House, but now we conservatives must lead the fight to get the leadership we deserve. Congressman Gates, is that the right, you know, we love Congressman Biggs, but is that the right Here we go. Approach, Here comes the rub. Uh, given your message about don't run out to the fundraisers? <laughs> Well, I didn't want to make sure people stayed on the floor. I've sent out similar emails, and the reason is because pro-McCarthy groups have actually been running robocalls in our districts trying to pressure us and leverage us. So, yes, when you have Kevin McCarthy utilizing his extensive political resources to battle against House conservatives, we want the great patriots all throughout this land to go to MattGates.com, chip in, so that I can fight back and get a message out about the great things that we are working to achieve. And it is not the end of the world that we take a few extra days or maybe even a couple of weeks to sort this out. I mean, Laura, you know this. There are some days in Congress where the only thing we vote on is the changing of the name of one post office. Now we're deciding who's second <laughs> line to the presidency. And the construct of these rules concessions functionally term the speakership into a ceremonial position. Matter of fact, if my colleagues get what they want from McCarthy, the chairman of the Freedom Caucus will actually be more important than the Speaker of the House in determining the legislation that reaches the floor, how amendments are processed, and how spending so, occurs going yeah, forward. I, I get what you're, you know, you know, you know on, on the establishment issues, I'm, t I'm totally with you, okay? But I'm always also about the art of the possible. What's po possible here? So Be nice. You did get a number of concessions. Nice. That, Stay class. On the other side, Stay I was giving you, but a number of concessions from McCarthy, an attempt to get you know to 218. So he lowered the threshold of the votes required to begin uh, the process of removing himself as speaker. Just one person, one member of the conference, can do it now. Okay, that's enough because obviously she flips it to pro McCarthy stance and. Battle right. gates a little bit on and like, what's it going to take for you to actually vote for him? He's like, I'm, finally he has to say, I'm not voting for him. I don't, I don't care what he's done. He's 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 made the the the, the water, the entire environment so toxic right now um, that he didn't want to. But this is another one too. I don't have to play it back to back. But uh, Hannity sparred with uh, Lauren. I think she's Colorado. Is that right, Lauren? Or no? I can't yeah, what, yeah, Colorado. Colorado. But yeah, then they they went at it. It was it was fun to listen. I actually played this with Drew and said, "This is what politics should be in America." It was it was very interesting. But go ahead, gents. No, uh oh, the, oh, I mean, the the fact that there's five Congress, you know, Congress uh, persons that are there that are resisting this uh, Kevin McCarthy. And it's kind of sad, right? 
Because those five represent the vast majority of Americans who do not want business as, as usual. They represent the vast majority of Americans who are sick and tired of the traditional, typical Beltway politics. They're, t- they're tired of the corruption. They're tired of it all. And you see this system that is really fighting against them. Now, what was interesting, uh, that's funny, speakers. What, <laughs> what was interesting, <laughs> <laughs> everything is checked except McCarthy. <laughs> Select all images with speakers. (laughs) You know, what's interesting, uh, and and Matt Gates kind of threw out Trump's name out there for, uh, you know, Speaker of the House, which, you know, Trump will never do because he's all about holding an office and having position. When you think about this, man, the Speaker of the House position is such a powerful position, right, in terms of what it can do. It's really remarkable. I think it's I mean, if you're oh, you know you're looking at a chessboard. I think it's the equivalent of having a, a queen or, or or a rook or a bishop, something along those lines. There's a lot of things you can do. It would be nice if we actually had, or if we could actually get a representative that is a speaker that can that wants the will of the people. I'm going to hold my breath. Velas, how do you see this playing out? I I believe that McCarthy, uh, what do you call it? This, this is like my comment about me traveling around the United States by car, especially, you know, here in the Midwest, but, but other parts of the country this last year. And I keep seeing Donald Trump posters uh, with various dates on them uh, in different parts of America. But yes, predominantly more rural or, or suburban areas. And my first thought was, this isn't about Trump. This is like, who is John Galt? It's yeah. it's become symbolic of something. It's not about the person. It's the same thing here. You put in a person with the best intentions in the world. If the rules are stacked against them, you don't have a chance. That's why this thing about we want to change procedures. I mean, this is why every time, and I've, you know, I've been on this earth more than 50 years. Um, when I see uh, in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, ever so often somebody's like, well, we need to change the Constitution. And it's like, oh boy. stop everything. It's like, I'm not saying that that's not something we can consider. But to, to, to you're, you're touching a fusion reactor while it's running. Do not touch anything in the Constitution unless we are absolutely unequivocally aware that something has to be changed because whatever's going to be changed is going to go to very powerful interests benefit, not ours. So the other thing I'm wondering about too, is there was no, which is very rare in Washington. There was no preemptive awareness that these reps were going to do this, which begs the question. I mean, again, I'm going to, pull a tabletop exercise on all of you, much like I'm back in Washington doing a study of something going on in Libya. Um, for them to pull this off, I mean, they weren't using WhatsApp. They may have even just been handing notes to each other or some other mechanism. But these reps, because, yeah, I'm going to go there. There are people in the U.S. intelligence community that if they knew this crap was about to go down, would have stopped it. So it's like these reps somehow were able to organize themselves in a way that bypassed the system without the system knowing they were going to do it 
And that's why, because the other thing too is the machinery, the machine hasn't really come to life yet to try and say, oh, they went with the, you know, you heard it there in the clip that CJ played. There's robocalls being made, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, that's, that's, you know, launching an airstrike, uh, that's, that's pretty straightforward, but it's like you may not even hit the target. Um, they didn't even have time to organize the machine to prevent this from happening. So the fact they were able to pull this off, I certainly tip my hat to them. Uh, by whatever means they used. And, and as uh, I remember being in a debriefing in the early 2000s uh, about Al-Qaeda, where somebody was going into big esoteric descriptions of how asynchronous warfare was being executed in Afghanistan and Iraq, etc. Somebody in the room raised their hand and just said, boil this down for me because I don't understand. We've got billions of dollars of assets hurtling above the Earth's atmosphere yada, 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 and the person in question just put the pen back on the podium and said, we lost the ability 20 years ago to have human assets on the ground, and the enemy is using handwritten notes to exchange information. Hmm. There. That's, that's how they're outwitting us. They went, they went back to the 1800s. You know, okay, yeah, they've got some memory sticks, but it's, it's all being passed by hand. They're passing hand messages. And that's almost what this strikes me as, that it's it's they were able to to form up a block privately because let's be candid you know you were mentioning mentioning AOC hell let's go back to Bernie Sanders love him or hate him he says that you know per Brendan O'Connell he says the right things in the right way but is he sincere but Bernie Sanders I mean they they literally just woke up one morning and said no you're not the presidential candidate well but it's like the scene from uh, Johnny Dangerously I've got affidavits. I've got witnesses. I've got evidence. Uh, it's not enough, kid. It'll never hold up in court. Um, it's like we decide what the hell's going to happen. You don't. You're not Bernie. We don't care. I don't care if you won all the votes. I don't care if you've got young college students on the ground willing to work long hours without pay. You don't. You don't get to run for president. This is always figured out in advance. And so I don't mean what I'm about to say. I don't care who the speaker is. I care a great deal about what rules might get changed because if they force it into the public domain, we've already seen this and and I use the word they loosely, but we've, we've seen what's going on with Twitter and yes, there's a million disclaimers before we can get into anything about Twitter, about Elon Musk, his family's involvement. I mean, he's another elite battling it out with other elites and we don't really know exactly what the hell his agenda is. And he's very connected to, certain elements in U.S. intelligence, but that begs the question, who, what, and where, and why? But the net of it is, the very idea that Twitter might actually be a forum that allows people to communicate has scared the living shit out of really powerful people. Yeah. And now, we got a bunch of reps who, with no advance notice, nobody saw it coming, were able to organize a block on the speakership by saying, we don't care who's getting voted in as speaker, but we want these concessions. And when I started hearing what those concessions were, because <laughs> like everything else right now, it's very hard to get a firm uh, understanding on what specifically are these concessions. But most of them seem centered around exactly what CJ brought up at the top of the show, which is that it's more transparency in the documentation. It's more transparency in the bills. Uh, it's more checks and balances on the finances in those bills. Now, you know, let's be clear. It's not perfect and it's not going to take us back to 1776 by any stretch of the imagination but the the public is aware i mean on a related but unrelated note as i peruse discord yesterday and today as well as a number of other websites 
we've got a whole new massive level of disclosures about the coof. And we have, yes, even for my kind of, I don't want to say left-wing, that's unfair, but my somewhat left-leaning friends who keep saying, well, the data is interesting, but I need peer-reviewed, peer-reviewed, peer-reviewed. Peer-reviewed. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, well, now you got it. Now you got it. And then, by the way, that's peer-reviewed in a world where most peers academically can't say what they really think mm -hmm. because it also is a racket. So it's like, okay, now we've got peer-reviewed reports on the health effects of the COOF globally that are, are further cranking down the screws on major pharmaceutical firms. And so how did that happen? Because people got on various platforms. They got on various methods by which they could get a hold of each other, whether it's, you know, Mike Moore's chat page, whether it's us and others like us out on Discord, Frank and all the others, uh, Polly and others out on BitChute, the list goes on, Ryan Dawson uh, leading the revolution from out there in Japan, and then uh, CJ, help me, our, our buddy who <laughs> who has to live in Mexico but keeps coming uh Oh, Derek, Back, Derek Bros. Yeah, 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 Derek Bros. He is he is my favorite hippie. I <laughs> I love Derek Bros. He just sits there in his homespun clothes and his serapi. Here I am reporting from the Mexican border. Um, <laughs> but but honest to God, folks, Derek Bros. For the last two years has been running workshops on bit. Was it BitChute? Was it no? It's yeah, it's BitChute. He's been running workshops on BitChute, teaching people how to communicate to each other on social media uh, platforms, or just basically, again, folks, going back to the basics, bulletin boards, the dial-up bulletin boards that I grew yeah. up with back in the '90s. He's teaching people how to communicate in an effective way without being monitored, so that they can self-organize. Which, by the way, <laughs> referring back to one of my prior shows. Uh, we're, I'm going to raise Peter Thiel again. Um, this is this is where all the big brains in Silicon Valley and all the big brains in academia, um, uh, even some of the think tanks I had the the pleasure or displeasure of working with, um, this whole idea, concept, or wording around self-organizing organizations. They they live for that shit, people, because it's like, especially in Silicon Valley, it's like if we have a management structure, we're already behind the market speed at which it's operating we need self-organizing teams we need we need cross-functional teams we need scrum sessions we need stuff that moves very very quickly what these reps have done is is exactly that and it's it's true of so many things now where people are collectively pooling for those of you who are looking for victories this would be the part in the story where i look at all of you and go this is a victory People are learning how to organize. People are learning how to organize based on what matters to them, including our friends over there at, at um, uh, Veterans for Child Rescue. Uh, no matter what your thing is, whether it's information, whether it is the system, whether it is the school board, what have you. So to CJ's point, if picking up the phone and calling a representative, and it's going to be an automated line, and they just, they just kind of track all the people who've called in, but it still matters because it's still a, a algorithm that they're looking for of how much support do we really have. If picking up the phone and calling a representative's office is just something you've never done your whole life, now's the time to do it. Make yeah. the call. Make the call. Very well said. We're in the we're in the thick of it, man, gentlemen. We're in the but, thick but, of it. But by the way, V, I didn't want I didn't want this to 
slip your attention. Uh, I'm, I'm going a little off topic here, but it is government. Uh, John Bolton <laughs> has announced oh he wants to run against President Trump. <laughs> he wants to run again as president? John Bolton wants to run for president in order to block Trump. He's such a freaking idiot. The, 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 the chemicals he used to condition his mustache has gotten to his brain. Folks, John mustache. The maniacal mustache. Folks, by the standards of Washington, D.C. and some of the most heinous people I ever met, even by those standards, they don't like John Bolton. He makes people <laughs> uncomfortable whose job it is to be uncomfortable. Could, could you imagine the GOP, like the, the, the primary being Trump, Bolton, Pompeo, and Pence? Oh my, my God! <laughs> John oh. Bolton becoming president or in a a presidential administration to me is like the return of George Bush Senior to running the CIA. That's that's how just dark and unpleasant that would be. Yeah, yeah. He, John John Bolton. He's uh, John. He's he. And then uh, as I posted on Discord today, folks, uh, we've got a ton of climate change impacts here. Uh, three Massachusetts police officers passed away suddenly uh, due to climate change. And uh, the number one cause of death right now for people under the age of 65 is sudden death. And that's that's all climate change. That's all climate change. Yeah, that's right. John well, Michael Karma. Elliot when I go out. Abrams. Oh, my God. Did you reach into the Wayback Machine on that one? Elliot Abrams. Oh, my God. So well, no, John Michael just said, might as well be Elliot Abrams running for president. I mean, <laughs> the devil himself does not want Elliot Abrams. That's another guy from that era that just, oh. Yeah, and Hillary Clinton is now a professor. Of Columbia, no less. Yes. Yeah, yes, possibly law school, where she'll have a whole bunch of, of uh, student assistance teacher classes, and you'll, you might see her in the hallway. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, information, uh, Velos, which I think is going to be you know very key uh, going through this year. And I know I've really uh, you know enjoyed a lot of the the Twitter Spaces that are that are happening. And and if, if so, if you haven't engaged in those different conversations that are there, I, I encourage you to you know to do so. Um, usually they'll they'll set up a topic and there'll be a host and anyone can join. And you, there's usually a good group of people that are commenting, providing commentary. I think you listened to one the other day on, on, uh, on cryptocurrency. Yeah. So it's, you get a lot, you get, you get debate, uh, you get the pros, the cons, uh, for the most part, they, you know, let you formulate your own thoughts on where you, where you go with that information that they provide, but it's not just programming. It's not just one sided that, the here it is. It, it, it's 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 open debate, dialogue. Sometimes they get little heated conversations, but you know, for the most part, people understand what it is, and it, it truly kind of is modeling uh, a town hall forum. Now, the Twitter files themselves, um, I'm I'm still out there right now as far as the timing of it. I know a lot of people have disagreed with me this, but it kind of it, it's eerily kind of to me kind of reminds me a little bit of 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 the Q drops that that happened where. A lot of disinformation. Mm. Yeah, a lot of but the, this this operation. is actual doc. Q, Q, Q was all bullshit, right? It was all like cryptic and all that. This is the Q, the the Twitter drops are documents and real communication with real 
people with real names. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So it's like yeah. it's it's a different ball of wax. Well, it's like bro. a 2.0. It's like a 2.0 version uh, of it. So there's they're there, but what they're doing new and improved. The what they're doing with the information and what where it goes with it is kind of the same in result. It's it's a massive distraction right now on the population. People are are are, are literally like you know tuning into it and and now they're calling for con- congressional committee hearings and, and all this stuff, which are going to have which is, no- uh, which is which is huge. That 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 that's a good thing. People are actually getting pissed off. What the Q drops did is everybody sat on their asses waiting for a superhero white helmets to come save them. It's a big well, they did. True, true, and and kind of and kind of no, calling for congressional hearings is kind of the same people. thing. It's not gonna it's not gonna yield any type of of results, right? And, you know, the the, Demo- the Democrats have their distraction with with you know with Trump in regards to the whole Russian thing for for to kick the can down the road for several several years, uh, keep Americans not in tune what's happening with the dollar, keep America or, you know Americans says it's you know failing to understand what's happening with the the economy. Um, a, a lot of distractions, and and so right now I'm leaning more towards a, a distraction um, than anything in regards to the the, the, the Twitter files. I, I haven't seen really anything that I haven't learned other than names. Um, you know what they're they're doing it. We we kind of understood the whole the point of being a psychological operation. So the only thing that's kind of odd about it is that he hasn't pointed out to this about the Saudis yet and other governments infiltration of Twitter. I'm waiting for that to come out to see if he's brave enough to do that. Hmm. We will see. We shall see. See, do we have Harley coming up next? Oh yes, Harley is at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, he emailed that he is he's uh, back in the saddle and he's ready to go. All right, fellas. Uh, any other things you want to comment on? No, I'm good. But I'm I'm glad we had a chance to. This is this is truly free form, folks. We we had. We had no agenda on today, and we just we just went with it. This probably prepares me to better handle when I uh, appear on Frank's show. I quite frankly, because because Frank's very big on improvisational. <laughs> Absolutely. And with that being said, folks, we are over and out. Take it away, El Cucol. <laughs>